Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. G'day there and welcome to podcast 104 of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. Uh, Just a quick update of some news. We have an online sofa session coming up this week with Kayla Brizzy, and Kayla is going to be teaching us all about Pinterest. So even if you're not a member, you can still join in. We've popped a link for you to join in for the online sofa sessions. Um, And this one will be American time friendly. So if you're in the US and you'd like to take part in our online sofa sessions, you can do and learn all about Pinterest. I'm very excited. Uh, I've tried to venture in and out of Pinterest uh, a little bit. It's not quite suited to our business, but I know there's heaps of creatives out there and DIYs where uh, having Pinterest has really helped draw traffic to their website. So we really look forward to hearing from Kyla and what she has to say. Uh, I'm excited to have um, another lady from the USA uh, as a guest on the show today. The mission of this beautiful woman is to provide outstanding service by giving sound legal advice and helping clients protect their creative business interests. As an attorney, Uh, should be part of your business resources team, just like your accountant or your banker. Uh, And the legal advice you receive should be easy to understand. Her favorite thing to do on her weekend is to read, watch movies, bake, and spend time with her husband and kids. Welcome to the show, Angie Ovard-Turner. How are you going? Good, good. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. So you are kind of a business owner of two businesses. Is that right? That's right. Currently, um, I own and, and run my law practice, Angie Avard Turner Law. And then I have another business, which is an online platform called Prep for Success. Uh, and it has um, attorney drafted uh, contract templates. And then actually, we're launching a course tomorrow called the top 10 things you need to know to run and protect your business. So great. Um, that's a whole, a whole nother avenue that I have. That's awesome. So that's all around. So you're in America. So whereabouts are you in America? Yes. Yes. I live in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, so south, Southeast. Yeah. You probably can detect a slight accent. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll just go ahead and just claim it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we've inter- interviewed women from all different places over the world. So we've got British accents, American accents, right. accents different American accents. Right. I think Elsie's just all sound the same. <laughs> um, it's not really. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But it's great to have yeah, you on but- the show today. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. You must be super busy running two businesses. Can you take us through how you came to where you are today? Yes, it's it's kind of a, um, you know, a lot of times people say the uh, quickest distance between two points is a straight line and mine is anything but that. So, <laughs> so I, I graduated from law school in, um, in 2000 and uh, passed the bar in 2001. But backing up just a little bit before that, uh, as, as a kid, I always had this creative side and I didn't really know quite what to do with it. It was ne- I was never discouraged, but just didn't didn't quite know how to how to um, you know bring it out. Um, I knew I, I liked fabrics, I liked color, but it, at the time, you know, there wasn't all of this graphic design stuff, and there weren't the resources. There wasn't online, so I'm sort of dating myself here. Um, but anyway, oh, um, no <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so, you know, when I got to, I went, I went through college and then, and then went to law school and, um, but I knew I still had this whole creative side in me and, and my husband's creative. He went to design school. And so, so when I got out of law school, we moved home, uh, back to Georgia. I was in Michigan and we moved back to Georgia and, um, you know, this was early 2000s. And at the time, you know, when you, when you, started practicing law at that time, it was kind of just, you did general practice, you know, family law, criminal law, civil cases, and you went into a firm and, and that's just what you did. And and I can remember just thinking to myself, that's so not me, you know, like black and navy and neutral clothing for the rest of my life just seems so not me at all. And so I interviewed with a couple of law firms and just, it was just, it kept just seeming like a grind and it wasn't working. And um, so I came home and told my husband, just, I don't think I'm going to practice law. And so that was, (laughs) it's always surprising when someone passes the bar and then says they're not going to practice law. Um, So, so uh, anyway, I, um, I took some time off and um, started um, just sort of fiddling with his, he had some, he had Adobe programs on his computer from his design school days. And so I started just playing with it and, and, um, actually taught myself how to use those programs and, um, started designing, uh, stationery. And, um, then I started doing trunk shows locally, just in the region. And, I. Uh, figured out that I had other people's products within these trunk shows. I don't know, are are trunk shows a thing in Australia? No, I have no idea what one of those is. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sorry. I just, it just, it just dawned on me that maybe that that might get lost in translation. Okay. I'm sorry. So trunk show is like a home show where, you know, you have products and you might have just your products or you might have your products and maybe, you know, two or three other, other brands that you're selling and you invite women to someone hosts it at somebody's house typically and then and then you know maybe the host has 50 to she'll she'll invite 50 to 100 women and maybe 30 will show up and and then they'll look at the products and they'll purchase that that that's typically the way it works so I I was doing those 
those are called trunk shows. Um, so I was doing trunk shows all over the South. And um, what became apparent to me was that my stuff was outselling the other couple of brands that I had. So I thought, huh, maybe, maybe I need to get rid of these other brands and focus on my own. And so I did. And I knew, I, I don't know how I knew this, but I knew that uh, if I wanted to my business to grow fast, that if I went wholesale, that that would put, instantly put me in front of a national audience. Because in, in, the, in the United States, really to sell, you have to, you know, sell at trade shows. So that's what I decided to do. I started a stationary and wholesale gift business. And I did the Atlanta, Atlanta gift show, New York gift show, Dallas gift show, and grew that business over 10 years to a seven-figure business. And um, it was it was kind of crazy. And what was interesting was that, um, you know, I really didn't want people to know that I was the designer. I was so, like, hesitant for people to know that I owned the company because I felt so inadequate that I had all this design stuff in me, but I didn't have, quote, a degree. And mm -hmm. so, you know, people would come up to us at the trade shows and they would say, Angie, you know, or they would say, who, you know, who's the owner Angie is. And then, you know, where did you go to design school? Well, I didn't, you know, and I, I hated admitting that it made me feel just so not qualified. And um, so, but I would say, you know, I went to law school and they're like, oh, oh, okay, well, we have this situation. And then they would proceed to tell me, you know, what was going on in their business. Somebody copied me or whatever. And so I'm kind of made a mental note of that at that time, but really just was like, okay, that's interesting. And I can't really do anything about it because I'm, you know, I'm running my own business here, but, but that stuck with me. And it's funny how God, you know, puts those little things and plants those little seeds and then it comes back around, you know, so fast forward to 2012. And um, at that time, I decided to pivot and got out of the wholesale gift business because we had more children at that time. And the travel was just very difficult. I started looking at practicing law. And by that time, technology had really changed. And so, you know, we had iPhones and we had internet and, and the internet was, you know, digital and, and wireless and there wasn't this dial-up issue, you know, that we had back in the early 2000s, you know, and I, I mean, I can remember early 2000s just being like, I want to practice law, but not in this way. And I didn't really know what it was because it hadn't been invented yet, but I was like, I'll know it when I see it. And so finally in 2012, I was like, okay, this is it. So anyway, I started thinking about, okay, well, who are my, who are the people I've been hanging out with where, you know, and was looking back at our list from our wholesale gift business. And we had several thousand names on that list. And I was like, they're all creative. I should do creative law. I should do law for creative people. And it never, no one, the whole time I went through law school, all the time I was growing up, I mean, I wanted to be an attorney when I was in high school, you know, all the way, all those years, no one ever mentioned to me, like, you could, do creative anti-law. Um, I had to figure that out on my own. And it took me, <laughs> obviously, several years to figure that out. Um, but it's so cool because, you know, God allowed me to have the experience of owning my own business, of, of getting all that creativity out in a way that I never dreamed that I would. And really and truly, it puts me in a position, I think, as an attorney, 
to not just be able to advise people from a legal standpoint, you know, I can sit here and spout off the law and all that good stuff. But like, I, I can say, I know how you feel in certain situations because I've had that done to me too. And um, I think that is very valuable for someone sitting across the table to hear somebody say, I know how that feels. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, I'm just building my practice. And, and I really, I am one of those attorneys who, who loves, loves it. I mean, I, every day, I mean, the, I never meet the stories that I hear from different clients and the things that my clients do. They're all so unique and interesting. And um, I, every day I, I look forward to it because I just never know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who I'm going to end up representing it, who I'm going to end up representing and what they're going to create. So um, it's fun. It's fun for me to, to get to experience creativity through, through all of my clients' endeavors. And I still, I still, you know, I still do stuff, but anyway. Oh, that's so um, cool. What thanks. an awesome story. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that, uh, like you said, you'd started off something and then thought, nah, isn't the right time went into something completely different <laughs> like complete at the end of the spectrum yeah. and then now you've come right. back combine them both that's that's right awesome. I mean that's such a I mean that's such a God thing I mean I feel like he truly gives us the desires of our heart and I think I mean it he better than anybody knew that I had this creative side like I was the kid that lined up the Crayola box with the 96 crayons and would just look at every single color you know and and think about oh I like this color I like that color you know and but then there was this other side of me that's like serious problem solver and trying to figure things out and what's the right, you know, how are we going to fix this and, or solve this? So, um, so I have both that artistic and analytical and sometimes it gets a little jumbled up, 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 up there in my brain, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think that happens to all of us. <laughs> right, right. So if you wouldn't mind, what are your sure. top five tips? that you'd like to share with sure. our audience today because you've got quite a mixed background. So I'm excited to hear what you've, what you've learned and what you'd like to pass on. Yeah. So um, I was thinking about this and just thinking about coming from the creative side and then also from the, the council side. One thing I would say, the first thing I would say is to own your own story. That's one thing some of these I, I I did okay with, and some of these I'm still working on, you know? Um, so I'm preaching to myself. I'm, I'm preaching to myself more than oh, to God. anybody else. But, uh, but um, the first thing I would say is own your own story, because that was something, especially, I'm doing better at that now, but when I owned um, and ran my wholesale gift business, I was so hesitant for people to to know that I was the one behind all of this stuff. And I feel like even though we were a Christian run business and we were very open about that part of it, I feel like there are probably a lot of missed witness opportunities that I could have, you know, shared things with others had I been more open with that. I just was so didn't own it, you know? So um, I really feel like owning your own story is important. And sometimes we think owning it that you're, you know, being something that you're not, or you're putting yourself out there and, you know, the people are going to think you're a fraud or whatever. I mean, that, that may be, that may or may not be true, but, but God will equip you and give you what you need when you need it. So you should own who he's told you to be. 
So that's the first one. Yeah. Uh, the second one is, is bloom where you're planted. And uh, I just heard this quote recently, the other part of that. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that quote before, bloom where you're planted. But um, there's another part of it that says when you're in the dark, maybe maybe you, you're, you've been planted, so bloom. So I think sometimes we think we have to be in big cities or urban centers or at least in the United States, a lot of people think they have to be in a big city or you know, somewhere, quote, important to live out. God's purpose for them. That's not true. So that's the second one. Failure is a growth strategy. There are plenty of times when I have uh, failed and messed up. And the quicker I've recognized that failure, it allows for the growth that comes after that. So failure is not always a bad thing. Uh, the fourth thing is and this is something I, I feel really strongly about just because these last two, especially because I don't know how attorneys are perceive, perceived over in Australia, but in our country, <laughs> it's kind of a mixed bag <laughs> and, and I'm being nice about it, but, um, but attor- attorneys don't always have the best reputations in the United States. And so I just feel in my practice, it's really important that, to convey to my client, and even if they're not my client, if they don't end up, if we end up not working together, to whoever I come across, it doesn't matter really, but clients or, or perspectives, it doesn't matter. I feel like God cares about how you serve people, not so much what it is you did for them, but just how you served them. How did you treat them? How did you make them feel when you spoke to them on the phone or, or when you had an encounter with them? To me, that's much more important than the actual legal I mean, the legal stuff's important, and that's what they're paying me to do, but I feel like it's equally as important to treat them well. And that kind of goes along with, with the last one, and that's, and that's loving others well. I mean, I want to make sure that when someone leaves, they're like, they feel like, maybe, maybe I haven't loved on them. That, that, may be, that may be extreme for a client, but just I want them to feel like they're valued and they're, they're cared about and um, that... Um, whatever their business is, that it's important. If it's important to them, it's important to me. So um, those are sort of my top five. Okay. So just to recap, we've got number one, which is own your own story. So don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there. God will equip you and give you what you need to do what you need when you need it. Right. (laughs) Right. Number two is uh, bloom, where you are planted. Uh, that doesn't necessarily right. mean you have to move to a big city or the big somewhere to bloom in what God's given you. Where you are right now might be the perfect place. We've right. got number three, which is um, failure is a growth strategy. So failure is not always a bad thing. It helps us learn. So just kind of embrace that experience. Number four is God loves how you serve other people. So make people feel great for using your services. And then number five, love others well. So when your customers leave, do they feel valued after using your service? What kind of vibes are they left with, good or bad? And and know that it's that kind of um, integrity and legacy that will help build your business, essentially. And God loves all of that. Yeah. Right, right. That's, That's cool. It. So thank you so much for yeah. sharing those five tips. We really, really appreciate sure. it. 
Can you share with us now how you incorporate God into your business? Uh, well, so it's more through the relationship. Um, I mean, I, I do a lot of talking. I, you know, I, I'm talking to um, clients or, or if I'm presenting to other, um, you know, doing presentations because I do a lot of that, um, you know, ed- trying to educate entrepreneurs and creatives on, you know, what they need to know, um, to take care of their business. And, um, well, first of all, I, you know, I try to represent, I hope I try to, you know, represent God well when I, when I speak in front of other people, but, but then also just one-on-one, um, I really, sometimes people say stuff that you have to read between the lines and they may be talking about a business issue, but there's something underneath all of that. And so I try to listen really well and, um, and, you know, if the opportunity comes up, if they, if they say something and it, it just, it, Holy Spirit, it's a Holy Spirit prompting. It's the best way I can explain it. But, um, sometimes they'll say something and I'll ask another question and that will take us down a whole nother road that has really very little to do with law or with their business, but more to do with, um, a heart issue. And, um, so I take those opportunities when I'm talking to somebody one-on-one, um, to try to, you know, hopefully minister in that way. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a holistic uh, way to interact with clients, not just being there for the face-to-face, you know, take off the checklist. You are in your day-to-day life listening out for that quiet voice of the Holy Spirit's prompting. And, and, and that's right. a physical way to implement God in your business is being open and attentive to his words Uh, and if he if something comes to mind and you feel it in your heart just taking that courage to kind of ask the questions or um, just embrace and try and break apart what it is without getting I guess too personal uh, with people and and Uh, Because, I mean, we all need to build trust and, you know, kind of gauge how that person's reacting. But, yeah, trusting in the spirit and moving forwards with that. So can you share with us your Bible verse for this season and why? Uh, This is is a tricky one because I I have lots that I I go to. Um, I would say um, one that I've always leaned on quite heavily is um, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's kind of short, but it's, but it sums a lot up. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's certainly one. Yeah. Um, I love that one. So say it again. I think Hebrews 11.1 1, uh, is now faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Yeah. Isn't that just the whole of faith in itself? Like sure. <laughs> your face with God. Yeah, that's it. With <laughs> like, yes, you know, he's there. You, yes. Some things you do physically see, there's no doubt about it, but it is putting oh, yeah, your faith yeah. and that trust in a God that, doesn't appear like a tree if you like you can see a tree it's there it's tangible right but the kingdom is so different to that and 
right. the more faith that God. Well, I was just going to say, and I think, you know, I mean, this is true in life. This is true in, in relationships, but it's also true in business. You know, sometimes God asks us to step out or to start that business or to move forward with something he sort of planted inside of us. And, and we have to t- step, he's not going to lay it all out before us and then, and then just us sit back, you know, we have to take a step of faith and stepping out means stepping where you're, you can't see, you can't see what the footing is underneath you. You know, you have to believe that he's there ready to, ready to hold you, you know, and hold you up. And I mean, that is the, the step of faith, right? So absolutely. Um, I feel very strongly about that, that God calls us to step out in faith, that he's not calling us to sit back and be served in faith, you know? So it's, 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 it's hard, but, but when you do it, it's, I don't know, there's not really anything like it because then you are, you're opening yourself up and allowing God to show you really how he can bless your life and how he can use you to bless others. Yeah. It's being vulnerable. I think it's being vulnerable and, and opening up your heart and that vulnerability I think is what God craves from us. And that's when yeah. when you step into that unbelieving faith, calmness, contentment that God's got this. If I step out, God's right. got me. And right. just right. like Moses did when the waters parted. And there's loads of other examples in the Bible of where people have just had that vision, have that word, and then stepped out in that faith, even though they've not, they've not seen it. That's great. I love it. So where can our listeners find you, Angie? Yes. So um, you can find me at angieabardturner.com. And that's sort of just a catch all page that has, it'll take you to my law page. It'll take you to my online platform. And there's several other things that I have going on as well, some smaller mastermind groups that most people, uh, it would be people in the United States probably that would be more interested in that. But, but um, that, that spot, um, angieabarturner.com is um, sort of the catch-all for all of my creative and counsel endeavors. That's great. And we'll pop those links in the show notes as well, listeners. So if you want to get in contact with okay. Angie, you can do. Uh, maybe you're a creative that needs help with uh, making sure you're covered or maybe you just need some creative inspiration. Uh, I'm sure Angie would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. It's been so great to hear your story and see how it turned back around and now here you are in your next adventure moving forwards with god and doing amazing things it's great to see so listeners if you are interested in joining us for our online sofa session during this week you can do so we'll pop the link in the show notes as well for you to come and join in you're listening to the christian women in business podcast show and we'll see you next week sarah jane here i hope you enjoyed the podcast We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.